0: Thank you Delegating responsibilities can feel like hard work at first, but there are so many benefits for individuals and organisations. Kirsten Jatho, MD of Four Seeds, joins me now for a masterclass in delegation. Kirsten, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. It is always such a pleasure having you here. (laughs) Always great to be back. (laughs) Kirsten, we're talking about delegating. Yes. And a lot of leaders like to say, I don't know how to delegate or who should I delegate to. Why is it so tough to delegate?
1: I think the challenge with delegating is that we often only think about it when it becomes a crisis. Ah. We don't often look at it as a business process or a leadership process. We often get to it only when it's at the crux. So when you're sitting there late at home or at work doing over hours or doing shift work or whatever, you eventually sit there and go, oh, I wish I had somebody to delegate to. And you want somebody to very quickly pick up where you need them to be and run with it. And they haven't been trained sufficiently. And that's not fair. No, it's not fair. And that's often the challenge, that we often don't look at it as a process of training and skilling the person to get there. We just ask them at that stage. So that's the one challenge. I think the other challenge is that we... Sometimes have this illusion that we either think that we can do everything ourselves, and we're the only person to do it first time right, and that there's often a time process as well. So we don't, we feel it takes too long to next
0: person correct
1: to to get to that level. So I think those are all the complexities that come in. Mm. I wanted really to talk about that point where a
0: lot of people feel that if I move this responsibility to the next person, they might not execute it as well as I do. Is it a matter of really believing that the next person can't do it, or you haven't skilled them to get to that level?
1: It's more that you haven't skilled them because when you do delegate, it comes that you want them to immediately do it at that level that you are doing it at. And you also took time to get to that level. Okay. Somebody also mentored you and trained you. You made uh, mistakes, you had to learn from them, and we often forget about that process. So when we give it to somebody, we immediately expect them to be at that level that we're at. So. When we do give work to somebody and it doesn't come back at that standard, Mm -hmm. we're disappointed. And we go, I have to do it anyway myself. So you see, I shouldn't have have given it to them. It's taking me longer and all that. And we need to delegate when it's not crisis mode, but when it's part of a normal job and starting to delegate um, admin tasks, regular tasks that are very mundane that the person can do without that pressure and you breathing down their neck all the time. So it's not about delegating under pressure? No. (laughs) Not at all. No.
0: Now, Kristen, when you find someone that you want to delegate to is not quite interested or their attitude towards the work you're giving them is, is not of a good one. How do you confront such a situation?
1: Yeah, it's sometimes you have the right person you want to delegate to. They have the competencies or the skills but they don't have the right attitude. So the question is, what do you do with that? Um, I think as a leader, it's more understanding where is that attitude missing? Are they not understanding why you want them to do the work? Can they not understand that there's an opportunity for them to grow here? Mm -hmm. Um, Is there a conflict between two people? So I think you have to dig a bit deeper to try and understand why they have this challenge Um, of taking on the task. And then trying to, if it comes to delegating, you have to learn to to sell it to the person. Right. (laughs) And perhaps the common one is, yes, (laughs) convince them (laughs) what's in it for me. So why would I like you to do this and how do you benefit? Mm -hmm. So explaining to them that this could be something that will have value in their career path or taking on a new leadership role or advancing in their growth and knowledge. So try and explain it to them. And I think we don't always take the time out to understand why the person is resisting it, I would say, sometimes. Mm
0: -hmm. And when roles are reversed, I mean, sometimes we sit and say, oh, my boss never delegates to me. Should
1: you also be proactive and go up to them and say, is there anything you'd like me to help you with? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And that's also very common where sometimes if you're dealing with certain personality types in the work, they're not very keen to share or to pass on. And you have to say, yes, can I help you or can I just take this from you That's one way of doing it. Just sort of raising your hand every time and saying, hi, I'm here. Um, Notice me. Notice me. (laughs) Pick me. (laughs) Um, And the other one is sometimes to just do it and give it to them and surprise them. Ah. And show interest and see that they can. Because they often don't always trust that you can do it. So that Mm -hmm. comes in as well with delegating. So show that you can and then just see it from there. Mm. And, and take it from there. Yes, but definitely show interest. Don't wait for it to come to you. Become proactive. True. And once you've delegated and someone has completed
0: the task, how should one often react to how the task has been completed? Do you throw it back in their face and say that you didn't do this how, how you were supposed to do it? Or do you sit
1: down with them and take them through the process so that they can learn and do it better next time? The ideal is always to give constructive feedback, to sit back um, with them after the task and explain what went well in the task, what they really did exceptionally well and where there are gaps that they could improve on and so that they understand your level of um, expectations and your standard mm-hmm. and that they can go to that level. It's no use taking it back, not telling the person and doing it yourself. Okay. That person's not going to learn or grow. They, they, you're not going to ever get them to that level and there'll come a time where you need to go on holiday and it's not then the ideal time to quickly (laughs) get everybody up to speed and, and delegate. So it's thinking from that level, if I wouldn't come to work for the next two to three weeks, who would be the ideal person and how can I do it? Also with delegation, it doesn't always mean that you have to delegate the entire task to the person. Okay. Sometimes they can do small admin or smaller tasks and then you can take it over because your expertise and knowledge sometimes are crucial in a task, but there are easier tasks that can be done up front by somebody else, and that already is a starting block, where you have time, somebody else is doing mundane work, if I can call it that, and then you can take it over, so it becomes a process where they can grow, you can grow, you can see what their interest is, what their attitude is, what. What's their learning ability? And it creates that fun.
0: Mm, And it also creates a harmonious working environment as well.
1: Absolutely. Talking about that, what
0: if I'm a bit insecure when it comes to delegating my job to the next person or some of my tasks? Because if they can execute them better than me, does that not put me in a position where
1: (laughs) I could be replaced? You could, of course, (laughs) of course. But if you don't do it, you're actually going to hold yourself back. Because if you don't grow the other person, Mm -hmm. you can't grow. So you're not going to move up either because you're going to be stuck in that role doing that same thing over and over Mm. because you're the only person who can do it. So you are going to hold yourself back. And if the other candidate or the other employee or colleague really likes to learn, they'll do it anyway, with or without you. And you're going to get stuck at a level and they're going to most probably just come and overtake you at a certain stage. So you're going to be very (laughs) resentful. Either way. Either way. So the best is to, to train them and educate them and teach them at that level and then for you to do the same where you want to go so that it becomes a real domino effect that people can climb up together. Absolutely. Lastly, Kirsten, your tips on how to delegate. Um, Don't do it in a moment of crisis. (laughs) Um, Delegate small tasks, tasks that are repetitive and give constructive feedback and um, allow the person to make mistakes. So don't take it back from them, and let the mistakes be a learning curve. So be open and acknowledge the mistakes and also ask them to see how they can do it differently. So use, it, use delegation as a true mentorship process.
0: Kirsten, thank you so much. Always a pleasure having you thank in the studio. <laughs> and I'm sure our viewers at home do appreciate your valuable information. Thank you. It's a pleasure. <laughs> and that was Kirsten Jatho, MD of Four seats.